one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. I really think that Jesus would give that a thumbs up. I think it certainly sums up his whole way of approaching life and what our relationship to society should be. One nation under God. And it's not one nation under me in my opinion or the way I think things should be, but it's under God. And the scripture readings this weekend while we're celebrating a secular holiday uh, are not really themed on that. If you listen to that and use that as kind of our filter for this, I think that these scripture readings really give us some great ideas and some great direction on how we live out that one nation under God. The first reading that we had from Isaiah uh, is one that you want to make sure that if you're a lector that you have read through ahead of time because uh, otherwise you could get a little embarrassed. But what does it talk about? I hope you were paying attention because you know what I'm saying. It really was about this idea that God wants to have an intimate relationship with us, like a mother and a child. But more importantly, it says that how God wants to treat us is being aware of the weakest and the most vulnerable among us. That there's a gentleness and a care that is due the most weak and gentle among us. And so those who are vulnerable need our protection, huh? And so God is presented to us like a mom like a mom who is gentle and protective and one who takes care of us. The reading that we have, the second one from Galatians today, seems to go to a whole different direction, but really not. And so Paul says to us, for neither does circumcision mean anything nor uncircumcision, but only a new creation. So you have to kind of back up a little bit to the post-Easter season uh, to understand what this is about. Remember that the initial converts to Christianity were Jews. And those Jews were following the Mosaic law. And the Mosaic law for men was to be circumcised. That was a mark of God's covenant. Well, that's fine and dandy if you're a Jew who becomes a Christian. But if you're a Gentile, that presents issues. And so the early church really wrestled with this thing. If you're going to do this, you need to do it our way. And our way was being circumcised. So there was a big fight in the early church about that. And there was a lot of consternation about that. And Paul and the rest of the apostles later on said, you know, circumcision or no circumcision doesn't make any difference. The thing that makes a difference is if you're a different person. And that to me kind of speaks to a lot of the division and the judgment that we do about other people. Okay, a lot of times we, it has to be our way. And our way is the most orthodox or our way is the right way. And he says, really what you need to think about is are you a different person? Are you a better person? Are you a new creation? It's so much easier to divide and to condemn and to be negative. As I was uh, thinking about this reading this week, I'm dating myself, I know, but I thought about that Three Dog Night song, Easy to Be Hard. Do you remember the, the refrain of that? How can people be so heartless? How can people be so cruel? Easy. Easy to be hard. Easy to be cold. I thought about playing it today, but Janet didn't have time to practice her Three Dog Night stuff. But what that says to me is really what we experience in our country, you know, for human beings, our default is to be mad. Our default is to condemn people. Our default is to demonize and dissect and dismember. Easy to be hard. That's the easy thing to do. That's not what the gospel calls us to do. The gospel calls us to do the tough thing. 
And the tough thing is to stay with the situation. The tough thing is to always be inviting. The tough thing is to try to restore relationships. And you may have that same unpleasant, difficult conversation with somebody till the day you die, but you've done your part. So we never write somebody off. We never say, oh, I'm done. I, I did it. I've, I've had it, okay? So that, to me, connects with our gospel today about the mission of the 72. Most of the time when we hear this gospel, it, we talk about vocations. They send them off in pairs to build up the kingdom of God. But to me, one of the things that that says to us is this is our job as baptized Christians. We live in a country that was founded on Christian principles. That doesn't mean that everybody here has to be Christian. But it does mean that they will know we are Christians by our? Absolutely. And so that's why I think we listen to this, uh, this sending out of the disciples. So Jesus appointed these people to go out, these disciples. And he said, the harvest is abundant, but laborers are few. I think that we live in an age of specialization, so we want the government or somebody else to do this. But if we're baptized, this is our responsibility in our own little worlds, in our own little cultures, in our own little circles. He says, go your way. I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. That means that sometimes this is not going to be fun. But those are the conversations that we need to have. And then he gives us some advice. I'm sending you out. Carry no money bag, no sack, no sandals. In other words, don't rely on anything but God. Sometimes we think that, that power or wealth or laws are going to take care of these things. They're not. They may be aids, they may be assists, but they're not going to solve the problem. That's us. That's us. God forbid that this Christian nation ever lived as one. We wouldn't have half the headlines. We wouldn't have two-thirds of the headlines that we have right now if we really believed what we say we're supposed to be, huh? And then there's this, these great lines. He said, into whatever house you enter, first say peace. And if a peaceful person lives there, your peace will rest on him. But not, it'll return to you. In other words, we need to try to leave situations better than when we came. And so we try to bring that peace, that reconciliation to those kinds of situations. And if it doesn't work, it's no skin off our nose. We did our best. We did our best. But we don't say, oh, I ain't going there, I ain't talking to them. Uh, and then we kind of, uh, I think that that's the evil in our world that you and I will answer for. You didn't even try. You didn't even try. He says, stay in the same house and eat and drink what is offered to you for the laborer deserves his payment. Do not move from one house to another. I think one of the things that we can read from that as well is that um, we need to be in relationship with people. It's not just a dive bomb in to have a conversation with somebody and then never come back to it. The, I think I've shared with you before when I was at Conception, Missouri with the Benedictines, the monks had a, a saying, at least some of the monks had a saying among themselves that said, put your arm around them and hit them in the mouth. And what they meant was if you had a relationship with somebody, you can really challenge them. If not, then you're not going to get very far. But if you have a relationship established with that person, you can have hard conversations. That's what we're called to do, not just avoid things. A lot of times we avoid things because we think, oh, I can't do anything about it. You don't know. You need to you do your part, and the Holy Spirit will do the rest. And so then he says, whatever town you enter, 
and they do not receive you, go into the streets and say, the dust from your town that clings to our feet, even that we shake off against you. In other words, don't brew to be negative and crabby about it. Well, I don't know, I talked to them, I tried to do this and blah, 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 blah. No, I tried. I tried. And the door's still open. One nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. One nation will never happen if it's about me. One nation will never happen. God's the only one who's going to be able to bring us together. Remember, unity does not mean uniformity. Unity does not mean uniformity. And if there's one place that people of very differing ideas can be together, it should be in church. It should be in our faith. So there were times past when we could say to a good friend of ours, well, you and I are never going to agree on this, and that's okay. Now, we don't even talk to each other anymore because we know we don't agree on those things. We're going to answer for that. We're going to answer for that. One nation under God indivisible. The United States were never, ever uniform. But we were more together than we might be right now. So as we continue to celebrate our freedom and our liberty uh, that does come at a price, we do so mindful that that's not just other people's job, but you and I have a moral Christian responsibility to further those values for one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all.